everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Thanks for tuning in today. I am so glad you guys have joined me. We've almost made it to the end of November. Today, I'm going to answer your questions. It's Mailbox Monday. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, I'm glad you guys are here uh, joining me. We are creeping up very, very slowly, uh, actually not so slowly, to December. It's right around the corner. Today, I happen to be up on the mountain with my children and my grandchildren. One of my children used to call it Mountain Hood. So we're up on Mountain Hood today looking for the perfect Christmas tree, a brand new tradition that our family started a couple years ago, and we absolutely love it. And uh, and I'm hoping this is going to be something that we do for years and years to come. Today's Mailbox Monday. And before I get started, I want to remind you guys, we've got an awesome study coming up at MomStrong International. And so you guys can get on board with that study right now and you can download the Advent study for Christmas. My daughter, Savannah, and her husband, Ryan, are going to be leading that this month, which means you're going to get an opportunity to engage with them in the live teaching portion of the study. And we're going to be studying about Advent. And so it's a wonderful time for you guys to engage in the story of Christmas in a meaningful way that's really going to encourage and bless your family in the years to come. And if you guys want to join, and I hope that you will, you can go to momstronginternational.com. I'm telling you what, uh, we have made a list of the family, uh, our favorite family traditions, our favorite family recipes, all that stuff is included this year uh, in the Advent Christmas study. So check it out. Also, a lot of you have been asking about the events that I am speaking at for the Christmas season. This year, I will be on December 3rd, which is a Friday. I'll be speaking at God Speak Calvary Chapel. I am really excited to go back to God Speak. I love that church family. So a lot of you guys are going to be seeing me there. I'm excited about that. That event is sold out now as far as I uh, am understanding I think I'm understanding that correctly. And then the following Wednesday, December 8th, I will be keynoting the women's Christmas tea for Calvary Chapel Chattanooga called Unexpected. And again, I believe that that event is sold out. I cannot wait to see you guys come on out. And uh, let's rejoice together because we have so much to be thankful for. And God is doing something. He is doing something unexpected. uh, And we can trust him that his heart for us is always ever only good. So I'm excited to see you guys uh, with me this month for the month of December studying Advent. And again, that's momstronginternational.com. Check it out, become a member. And also it's Christmas time around here, which means we really want you to send us your Christmas cards, your cards, your letters. If you guys can support this ministry with a year-end donation, that would be excellent. We would be so very grateful for that. If this podcast has blessed you and you have the opportunity and the means to bless us at the end of the year, we would be very, very grateful. Please send us your cards and your letters, whether you can support the ministry financially or not. We want to see your beautiful smiling faces and hear what God is doing in your life. You can send those cards and letters to me, Heidi St. John, Care of Firmly Planted Family, 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Uh, the, the organization that my husband and I founded years ago, the nonprofit organization, this is a great place for you guys to make year-end donations. And uh, those checks can be made out to Firmly Planted Family. All right, I'm going to jump into your questions today. But before I do, I want to talk really briefly about traditions, family traditions, and why I think it's so important that you start them with your children. And if you haven't started them with your children, it's not too late. If your kids are 
teenagers, whatever. It's not too late, you know, and you'll see this in the study that we did for Advent. We actually interviewed all seven of our kids and we asked them, what were your favorite memories for Christmas? And I got to tell you guys, I mean, I was so blessed because really their favorite uh, Christmas memories are not the things that I killed myself trying to do. Uh, They really aren't. One of the things that we love to do is transition our house from Thanksgiving to Christmas. And in fact, because we were going up on the mountain this year to look for our Christmas tree, we did it on Thanksgiving morning. So the house is smelling like turkey, the Christmas music's playing, and we uh, took down our fall decorations and we started putting up the holly and the ivy and just uh, blasting the beautiful Christmas music. And I love having the entire month of December to enjoy the Christmas decorations. And it's interesting to talk to my kids now because they're going to tell you that uh, they love it too. And they remember it. They remember it. And so to this day, it's still a huge big deal. I love to turn on the Christmas carols. I love to deck the halls with our kids. I love to put hot cider in the crock pot and put out you know, snacks for us to enjoy. My husband and I love to share a bottle of wine. We just love this time of year with our family. And I want to encourage you. Another thing that you guys can do if you haven't done it before is get those. So a long time ago, we did gingerbread houses. And again, you know, trying to be the Pinterest mom, I tried to make them from scratch. Big, fat, epic fail. Imagine how excited I was when I realized, oh my goodness, we can buy these things pre-made from Costco or or Walmart or wherever. And so we get the kits every year. They're like 10 bucks at Costco or 10 bucks on sale at wherever you guys go. And I'm telling you what, our kids look forward to it. And now our grandkids are doing it. And my, uh, my kids who are grown are helping the younger ones decorate their houses. And then we keep them up all season. We'll kind of tuck them on, into uh, shelves or we might put them where company can enjoy them and appreciate them. And I would say, make it simple. You know, keep the simple traditions going. Uh, you know, a friend of mine told me that this year she's actually ditching the gifts all together and they are going on a little bit of a family vacation, having been locked down now for two years uh, because of the Rona. Also, if you guys have never participated in uh, missions organizations like Operation Christmas Child, this is another really great time of year to do that. So who can who can go without saying that... Uh, Christmas cookies. Hello. Make some cookies. What we've done with our kids, I think, I mean, I want to say we've done this in every single house we've ever lived in is almost every year we take gifts to our neighbors. And so uh, we'll make cookies or fudge or peanut clusters or, you know, what did, what did uh, Spencer do one year? I think he did uh, uh, reindeer droppings. (laughs) And we made these really fun uh, gift packages that we took to the neighbors. And it's a way for us to say to our neighbors, hey, we care about you, you know, Merry Christmas. And so uh, that is a wonderful thing. And then last but not least, and I mean, I could go on and on forever, right? Uh, But I would say last but not least, I love Christmas letters. And in a culture that is just absolutely on fire with the internet, social media, blah, 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 we have forgotten how to just write a wonderful letter. And I look I look forward to your letters. I love to put them on my wall. I love to put them on the wall here at the Homeschool Resource Center, which is why I say, send me your letters. It's a wonderful tradition. And for a long time, my kids helped me do the letters. And now I'm really back to just doing it myself, even a very small thing. Even if you just, you put a picture and you did one paragraph, you know, I like to do the highs and the lows. I used to write, you know, three, four page letters and I don't have time uh, to do that anymore. 
but just to take the time. And we set up an evening with our family every year and we do a, a letter writing sort of extravaganza evening. Again, the Christmas music is playing oftentimes, or we're watching Christmas movies and the kids are helping me address and stamp those uh, those Christmas greetings. And so I want to encourage you, it's kind of going back uh, to the simple things, you know, going looking at Christmas lights, going to Christmas concerts here at the Homeschool Resource Center. We've got a Christmas program that I cannot wait uh, to to attend a Christmas, um, you know, the ballet, the dance departments here at the Homeschool Resource Center. Uh, it's going to be wonderful. And uh, I'm just going to encourage you again, make the most of it. You know, for those of you who are in a, a part of the country that you can have a Christmas campfire you know, put a fire in the fireplace or build a fire outside and sit around it and talk to your kids about their favorite Christmas memories. Uh, and and then get back to me because I want to hear how it's going. So guys, send Heidi St. John your Christmas cards, okay? Because I really want to hear from you. Uh, this is my most favorite time of the year, partly because I get to hear from you. All right, I'm going to start answering your questions and we'll see how many we can get through today. A listener from Canada wrote in and said, hello, Heidi. I listen to you all the time and love the variety of subjects on your podcast. I heard you mention on a previous podcast how you started your own book library at home with an emergency, uh, with a section for emergency and prepping books. I would love to read a list of the books that you love and find to be worthwhile investment. Is there some place I can go to find that? Okay, so um, since you guys are asking, and this isn't the first time. I'm going to go ahead and ask Marlene if she'll put that list together for me. I'll just go into my library and I will take a picture of all of those books and Marlene will link back to them in the show notes today. So if you want a list of all of those kinds of books in my library, I might kind of zoom out and then I'll zoom in <laughs> uh, because I love books. I love books. I love getting them from you. I love hearing from you. And uh and yes, we actually have some really great books, just how to start a, a garden, what to happen if the power goes out, how do you live off the grid if you needed to. I've been telling you guys for a long time, preparation is good, panic is bad. And so if you prep ahead of time, if you've got, you know, several months supply of food and water, if you've got toilet paper, I mean, goodness knows we saw what happened when the toilet paper ran out, um, be prepared. We want to be prepared in case something uh, goes wrong and we need to draw on those reserves. And so I will absolutely do that in the show notes today. Hey guys, I want to remind you that I am excited to be partnering with MyPillow.com. You guys know that I've been using MyPillow for a long time and I love them. And Mike Lindell has an awesome offer for listeners of the Heidi St. John podcast. You can receive up to 66% off all MyPillow products. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square to receive Mike's standard MyPillow for just $19.98 or call 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi. Again, that's 1-800-447-0541 and use promo code Heidi to get up to 66% off all MyPillow products. Next question. Lately, I've been frustrated with a lot of people here in Canada, again, using Romans 13 as a backing to follow every mandate that comes upon us here in Canada, whether it's masking in order to be able to attend church services, including children, cutting down on the attendance that allows that has allowed in church and to follow the capacity rule, getting vaccinated when each next shot comes out thinking it's justified that people are losing their jobs because they're disobeying the government mandate for the vaccine, et cetera, et cetera. I heard you speak a little bit about Romans 13 and wondering if you had any trusted resources that I could print and give to others who are using this argument as justifying their actions by this passage. 
so first of all, I'm going to link back to in the show notes. I've I've done several podcasts on this. One of my favorite ones. Uh, well, I'm going to link back to them. I, I uh, Jack Hibbs had a great thing to say on this. Uh, we've had you know several pastors come on the show. Keep in mind, you guys, the church in Germany at the beginning of the Holocaust used Romans 13 to silence the church. When you guys see that something is wrong, when you see that you're being lied to, when you see that you're being manipulated, Romans 13 is not a carte blanche passage that says, ignore your spidey senses, ignore the Holy Spirit inside of you and just do whatever the government says. And clearly we're watching that we are being terribly taken advantage of right now. And you guys don't have to do that. That is not what Romans 13 meant. And by the way, and I'm going to remind you guys about this. I know that you know, but I'm going to say it again just for fun. Uh, in the United States in particular, now Canada is a little bit different. You guys gave up a lot of your autonomy, but you didn't give it all up. The Canadian Charter still gives you quite a bit of freedom. Here in the United States, we are a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. The people in the United States are Caesar. And so the government answers to the people, not the other way around. But we have abandoned the Constitution in this country, and we no longer know what the laws are. And so not only do we have to know the law, we have to be able to right, rightly apply Romans 13 to our situation here in the United States. And when you see a government acting cruelly, when you see uh, children being forced to get a vaccine, which by the way, you know, we're seeing this in the news now, you know, Pfizer and Moderna, everybody's going to pile on and say, your babies can get the vaccine. This is garbage. I told you guys. Uh, last week, my mom came down with COVID and a pretty severe case of it, and she has been vaccinated. This shot is not doing what they said that it would do. And it concerns me when I see all of the evidence that is just piling up every single day, the reporting coming in on VAERS, the vaccine injuries, the stroke, the death, all of it. It should give us, at the very least, uh, it should give us pause. And I frankly do not understand why pastors are not speaking out about this more. Uh, it's a it's a shameful moment, I think, uh, for the church, and we're learning a lot. All right, another question from a Canadian listener. Heidi, we live in a rural area. We are surrounded by churches that have been strictly following the mandates of masks and limited capacity. Whoa, a lot of that is going on. We have not attended in almost two years, and my kids miss the interaction in community, even though we see kids throughout the week with other homeschoolers. I'm torn because I want my kids to know the importance of church and its community, but I also will not mask my family or engage in pre-booking to get a spot at a limited capacity seating because of the mandates. We are surrounded with churches that are more concerned about following rules in order to, quote, protect their congregation than teaching, spreading the gospel, and reaching out to those around them. Any suggestions? I've been so discouraged and lonely as there is no strength in leadership in our area, and we are with our own personal circumstances, not in a position to start a gathering of our own. So uh, a, a couple things come to mind, you know, when, when I hear the heartbreak in your voice, when you say, listen, I'm not going to mask my children. I don't want to do that. I get it. Uh, I won't, I won't do it either. Somebody uh, spent the day with my daughter a couple of weeks ago, my youngest daughter, and they took her to a trampoline place and they required a mask. And so they just put a mask on my kid and she jumped on a trampoline for two and a half hours. I was so upset when I saw pictures of her in a mask because I know it's a lie. I have a visceral reaction to seeing children in masks and men in masks. It, it, it's upsetting to me. These strong men were supposed to be leading us and they and we don't know anything about a virus. Uh, 
in in terms of how this virus is transmitted, do we really think that this this sloppy mask that we're wearing over our face is going to protect us from a virus? No, it isn't. So Christians have an opportunity right now to stand for truth and an obligation to not live by lies. And again, I I believe and I have for a long time that the vaccine topic is a red herring. This is about freedom. So if you choose to get the vaccine, uh great. But don't don't make me do it. If you choose to embrace socialism, for example, if you guys want to, you know, start a commune and go out into the hills of Utah and start your own deal out there and and grow your own food and live uh, in a commune, that's great. You know, and as a uh, representative of Congress, I might even be inclined to lower your taxes, but don't force me to participate in your commune. And I think that is where this is going. And so uh, this is a freedom issue. And we should all be on the side of freedom and we should stop hiding. These pastors, et cetera, should stop hiding behind Romans 13. It's a very bad interpretation of Romans 13. And it absolutely, I mean, we're so far down the rabbit hole now, you guys, uh, it, 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 doesn't, um, it doesn't apply, I don't think, at all. Uh, here's a listener from California. Heidi, I would love your thoughts on something that's been bothering me for about a year. Are you familiar with folks on the family's vaccine stance? In December of 2020, they had a broadcast with their doctors about it and brought up the shots that even though they have aborted fetuses uh, or use it in testing and development, I understood them as saying you can pick um, between getting a life-saving vaccine versus aborted babies. I have gotten so much good from folks in the family, but was taken back by this and the fact that they wouldn't be completely against any support for aborted babies, especially because focus has a huge impact on saving babies. Okay. So again, I have heard, and and the more I learn, and I've told you guys this, the more I learn about how vaccines are made, the fact that they really are derived from aborted fetal tissue, there are lots of reasons for us to be suspicious. I don't even know if that's the right word, but judicious for sure about whether or not we want to accept a vaccine. You know, the fact that it, they do come from fetal cell lines, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I am not going to sit here and bash Focus on the Family any more than I'm going to bash another Christian organization because everybody, almost every Christian organization that I know is wrestling with this thing right now. And I'm not even going to tell you what I think about it because I think you guys can already deduce what I think about it. But I want to be very careful that we don't turn on each other in the midst of this. So Focus on the Family has been a blessing to you. And now because of the vaccine and their stance on the vaccine, you would relegate them to the dustbin of history because they made a decision that you don't like. Uh, are they being sinful? I would say no. And so I, w- I want us to be very careful because the enemy wants to divide us, right? We know this is Satan. He comes to kill and steal and destroy. And what's the best way to do that? Mess with our relationships. So I'm going to encourage you to a place of doing your own homework and making a decision for your own family. And if God gives you opportunity to speak out about what you know about these vaccines, do it. But I would definitely not start heaping condemnation on organizations that are trying to share the gospel. And I believe that this is this is the case with focus on the family. All right, you guys, that's it. That's all I've got time for today. I hope you guys have a fantastic day. Uh, I am going to be having a fantastic day with my kids up on Mountain Hood. 
And I hope you guys will sit down as a family and start talking about what kinds of things you can do to engage your family in the Christmas season, keeping your eyes on Jesus and making memories as you go along. If there's one thing we've learned at this last year, it's that family is precious, our time is limited, and we want to make the most of every opportunity that God gives us. Have a great day, everybody. Spend it with your families, and I will see you back here tomorrow at the intersection of faith and culture. For more encouragement, visit me online at momstronginternational.com.